Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. As a retirement planner in St. Louis, Missouri, I get to not only speak with clients that are local here in St. Louis, but also clients across the country as they all plan for the same goal, a successful, comfortable retirement. They want to know they have enough saved to last as long as they live. And then for each client, we always try to build a customized plan that helps us fill in all the gaps. And really, the plan will help point out areas of improvement. We've all got things in our life that we can improve on, whether it's our diet, our weight, the decisions we make. It's the same in our financial life. For example, one area of improvement that we frequently recommend that people implement is changes to their tax planning and how they can save money not only this year in taxes, but the years ahead. But getting back to the reason why I created this podcast to begin with back in the summer of 2020 was to share some of these conversations that we're having with clients as they plan for their future ahead, which for most people is retirement planning and really what we like to call the final season of your life, right? The last 30 years, the golden years of your life and making sure that you have that financial peace of mind during those years. But what we frequently find is that so many people have questions that they run into, decisions that they're forced with. When do I claim social security? How do I take my pension? How do I invest in retirement? What about my safe money, the money at the bank? Where can I earn more interest? I heard gold is good. What about Bitcoin? How do I lower my taxes in retirement? Do I even have enough money to retire or should I keep working? How much income will my 401k or Roth IRA produce once I'm retired? Our kids are now in our 20s or 30s. Should we leave all the money to them inside of our IRAs or 401ks? Should we set up a trust? How do we go about all that? These are many of the most popular questions that I hear day in and day out. And we try to discuss on this podcast, the Retirement Made Easy podcast. So I encourage you to go back, review, or listen to some of the past episodes where we talk about these topics because they keep coming up over and over again. And I realize that someone that's 60 years old, if they have a question about Social Security and should they claim it when they turn 62, they're not the only 60-year-old that has that question. Maybe there's somebody who's 62 that's faced with that decision right then and there. So check out our previous episodes. We'll continue to help answer these questions. And if you have questions of your own, you can visit our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the bottom, it'll say, ask Greg a question. Go ahead and submit your question, and we may use your question on a future podcast episode. And while you're on our website, you'll notice up at the top, this is something new for 2022 that we're offering for those people that want to see if they're on track for retirement and maybe what improvements they can make to make their financial situation even better. We call this our free retirement assessment. And so you can click on the link there on the website, schedule your phone meeting. We're only doing two of these per month. We're booked up for February. So this would be booking into March for our two retirement assessments. And I really enjoy doing these for Retirement Made Easy podcast listeners. It's a way of kind of giving back and helping people on a more personalized level. 
So if you're interested in the retirement assessment, you will be able to schedule your step one, which is a phone meeting right there on the website. So we really hope between the podcast episodes and the retirement assessments that we offer listeners, between the two and the resources that are available on the website, those will really, really come in handy and make your retirement planning even better. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about Social Security. I get so many questions about Social Security. How do I factor Social Security into somebody's retirement plan? And why do I factor Social Security in the way that I do? What is my train of thought, my thinking on this? And then I'm going to share what I see people do wrong with Social Security because they don't ask the right questions and they really don't understand how Social Security is set up. A lot of people have the mentality of get it while it's there before it's gone. And that's kind of the wrong thinking. So let's first talk about Social Security. Most people know that you need 10 years of work or 40 quarters to qualify for Social Security retirement benefits. It says it right there on the Social Security statement. And Social Security is very clear that it's not intended. Social Security was never intended to make up 100% of your retirement income. What they're claiming is it should only be around 30%. So where does the other 70% of your retirement income come from? Well, it's either going to be from a pension or from your personal savings, like a 401k, Roth IRA, something like that. Now, when can you start Social Security? Well, it's the same for everybody. You can claim your own benefit as early as age 62 and as late as age 70. And between those two numbers is what's called your full retirement age. So that is based on your year of birth. It's between 66 and 67. Why does full retirement age even matter? Well, if you claim your benefit before your full retirement age, there's income restrictions, right? And basically the income restrictions are per year earnings $19,560 for 2022. So what does that mean? Well, what it means is if somebody was hypothetically age 62 and they claim their social security benefit and they were still working for every $2 that they earned over the $19,560, social security would withhold $1 of their benefits. So if you're going to be collecting social security under your full retirement age and working Kind of you only want to make about 20 grand or 19,560 would be the top. Any more than that, again, they're going to start reducing your social security benefit. For a lot of our clients, if somebody retires and we think there's a good chance or a decent chance that they're going to go back to work in some meaningful capacity in the next year or a couple of years or so, and they're under their full retirement age, we just tell them to hold off on their social security benefit if they can afford to do so. Can't tell you how many people out there are semi-retired. Maybe they may make, let's say, thirty, forty thousand dollars and they work 25 hours a week or something like that. Maybe it's something they enjoy and it keeps them busy. Now, if you go to socialsecurity.gov, so ssa.gov, you can find all the facts and figures. And what you'll find is the most popular age to claim your social security benefit based on the figures is 62. That's the age when most people, they go ahead and claim right away. 
Now, as a financial planner, we always try to do an analysis to kind of determine what's the optimal age for somebody to claim their social security benefit. But when you walk in the social security office, they're not going to do that for you. They're going to help you if you decide to, to claim your benefit at that time. They're not going to tell you, oh, you're better off and let me run this big analysis. Oh, you're better off waiting until 64 or 67 or 70. No, they don't give advice on the perfect time or optimal time to claim, and you shouldn't expect them to. They're government workers. It's their job to give you the information and let you know, hey, it's going to be this amount per month at this certain age, and they can run a printout for you, but they are certainly not there to give personalized advice. They're just not set up for that. But there's two things that I wanted to touch on today. Number one is the cost of living adjustment. So Social Security does have a cost of living adjustment. What does that mean? Well, as inflation is higher year in, year out, Social Security every October announces what the cost of living is going to be for the next year, and it goes into effect in January of the new year. This past year, it went up 5.9% because in 2021, inflation was through the roof. Now, 5.9%, there's a lot of people that will argue that, well, in 2021, the inflation ended an average for the year up 7%. In my opinion, you can't expect Social Security to give you 100% step-by-step with inflation, but it's going to give you some part of inflation. So on their website, you can see that from 1985 through 2021, the average cost of living per year adjustment was 2.5% per year. Now, that's the average. There are some years where you didn't get any raise or very little, and there's other years where your Social Security benefit actually went down because Medicare Part B comes out of your Social Security benefit, and if you get no cost of living raise, Medicare Part B increases, which is withdrawn or deducted from your Social Security benefit, your monthly Social Security went down for some of those years. So in our planning, since we don't know how much Medicare Part B is going to go up, last year it went up 14.5%. So therefore, truly, we didn't see a 5.9% increase in your Social Security check because Medicare Part B went up so drastically, and that is reducing your Social Security check every month. So for planning purposes, for the plans that we create for clients and design for them, we use a 1.5% conservative cost of living adjustment for people's Social Security. Again, look at the data from 1985 through 2021. The average was 2.5% cost of living. So we're going to back that off a full percent because that didn't include the increases to Medicare Part B. And we don't know what those are going to be in the future. So we try to plan for a 1.5% cost of living for Social Security. I would rather build a plan that's more conservative than the other way around. Now, another question I get in regards to Social Security is, should I claim my benefit earlier and then just reinvest my money? So in other words, if your Social Security benefit starts off at $1,300 a month at age 62, should I start it earlier and then just after taxes, let's call that $1,300 a month, you know, $1,100 a month, and then one would be able to buy 
mutual funds or stocks or whatever they wanted to do with that $1,100 a month and build up sort of a an investment account with their social security checks over the years. And what I'll say to that is in practice, that sounds like a good idea for some people. I have also witnessed a lot of people that started doing that, investing the $1,100 a month, and then they stopped at some point. And it turns out after redoing their plan, they would have been better off. But since they stopped investing that $1,100 a month, they would have been better off delaying their social security benefit instead of claiming it 62 and investing it for a couple years or a couple months. And that's really, in my opinion, where a financial planner, a financial advocate is extremely valuable because our job is, in a lot of cases, to hold your feet to the fire and say, hey, we got to stay with the plan here. If you want this plan to be successful, we got to keep investing that $1,100 a month or this isn't going to work. Now, one thing I'll mention about Social Security is there's what's called a survivor benefit. So if we're looking at a husband and wife, we know that statistically women outlive men. So if we're being rational, we're being logical, and we also, let's look at a husband and wife and say, okay, the wife is younger. Not only is she younger, but statistically and genetically, women outlive men. So if we do agree that, okay, if we just by looking at the numbers, women are going to outlive men in most instances. We're planning for two lives here, and we want to make sure if heaven forbid something happens to the husband who's older, shorter life expectancy, that his spouse, his wife, is going to be okay and is going to be financially comfortable. So the way the survivor benefit works on Social Security typically is if both spouses are, let's say, collecting Social Security. And I will assume that the husband's social security benefit is higher than his wife's benefit. If he were to pass away and predecease her, his benefit would then become her survivor benefit and her benefit would drop off because her benefit was lower than her husband's social security benefit. So she would be left with that higher benefit for the rest of her life as a survivor benefit. Now, this doesn't work in all scenarios, but in many scenarios, I will advise folks to delay the higher of the two benefits, which is, and a lot of times it's the males, because typically the female, if they had children, she may have had years out of the workforce and maybe didn't have the earnings ability that her male counterpart had. So if we're trying to plan prudently for two people here, we will want to delay the higher of the two benefits so the survivor benefit is maximized. And in a lot of times, that's for the wife would then have a higher survivor benefit. And conventional wisdom would say, okay, we're going to claim the lower of the two benefits earlier, the wife's benefit earlier. Because if something happened to her, if her benefit was lower, her husband's benefit would just continue. His survivor benefit would be his own benefit. Hers would just drop off at that point. When it comes to social security planning, there obviously is no one size fits all. There's some rules of thumb, but even those rules of thumb don't work in every scenario. And I hear so many people say, oh, I, I don't like annuities or, and by the way, I'm not pro annuity or anti annuity here, but talking about an annuity, your social security benefit is an annuity. It's a lifetime income. That's the point of it. So if you are entitled to a social security benefit and you qualify, 
Well, you're planning your own annuity and same for your spouse if there's a spousal benefit. So really the decision comes to is how do we maximize or optimize someone's lifetime annuity, also known as a social security benefit. Now, to help with this decision for our clients, I pay thousands of dollars for different softwares that help us analyze this to make the best decision when it comes to your social security. And we can run all these different scenarios and we can determine, oh, you'd have X amount, $100,000 more if you claimed at this time versus this other time. But just thinking about this, just to be blunt, the decision is very difficult because no one has an expiration date on their birth certificate. Think about that for a minute. We don't know when you're going to pass away. Nobody has a crystal ball. If we knew that information, if we knew when you would pass away, your spouse would pass away, I could tell you very, very specifically, this is the optimal time. But without that crucial bit of knowledge, we are forced to just use assumptions that you and your spouse will have an average life expectancy. Now, if you have longevity in your family tree, in other words, if you said your mother, your grandmother, grandfather, father all lived well above life expectancy, let's say they lived well into their 90s, if not over 100, well, you can also factor that into your decision as well. I hope today's discussion about Social Security and maximizing Social Security has been helpful. If you have questions that I can help with, visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. You can submit your question at the bottom. I'll see you next time for the next episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. 